Welcome back to the Grand Season Podcast. I'm your host, Singh, and uh, it's the All-Star break. Much-needed rest for uh, for everyone in baseball, and um, we're just gonna we're gonna go over everything. We're gonna talk about uh, where certain teams have went wrong, where certain teams have got, uh, had things go right for them. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it all. So, I guess might as well just actually. So the home run derby was tonight, um, and Vladdy won. That was really cool to see, and I hope it's, I really hope it's the turnaround in terms of power uh, that we've been looking for for him. Ever since the Oakland series, he's been better in terms of that, extra base hits and, and things of that nature. Um, I I am I was of the opinion when the season started that I, I liked his plate approach. He looked a lot more patient. He was taking his walks. Um he was getting some hits. His, he was hitting for average. That's nice to see. At the end of the day, this offense, the Blue Jays' offense, lives and dies by Vladdy, right? It's 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 built around him. Well, uh, it's built around him and Bichette being uh, being very good, very good uh, offensive producers. And Bichette has been great. Uh, not much more you can ask of him. Um, but Vladdy, he he's been up and down. So hopefully, this is the turnaround. We'll see. Uh, I thought Julio Rodriguez was great. I thought uh, Luis Robert was great. Um, so and then the All Star game is tomorrow. So so we'll see. But I'm doing my uh, baseball update tonight. So as I said, we're gonna start with the AL East just for simplicity's sake. Uh, the Rays. So they started obviously torrid. That what did they go like twenty and O to start the season? Some bruins bullshit like that uh hopefully it ends for them just like it ended for Bo- the boston bruins but we'll see um tampa bay Rays are 58 and 35 624 winning percentage uh they've lost uh seven of their last 10 i believe yes that's correct um it's been it's been an interesting season for tampa obviously they've been they've far exceeded everyone's expectations um even my own. So let me just real quick pull up my MLB predictions for the season. But um, some some key players have been have been just playing out of their goddamn line. Yandy Diaz, who la- last year he was like, he, I mean he was good. He had some pop, but he was kind of just like whatever, you know. But um, he's been really fantastic. Um, I believe he's starting the All Star game. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, over Vladdy, right? Yeah. So yeah. So I actually had. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays going eighty-one and eighty-one, uh, fourth in the AL East. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't see that happening anymore. But um, you know, it's still possible, I guess. Amen. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to root against them because I like some of the players, um, and I don't have that same that same kind of uh, deep-seated discontent with them as I do for the Yankees and. Red Sox to an extent, not that much, but the Yankees for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Yandy Diaz has been good. A Rosarena has been fantastic. They're they're just hitting for power. They're hitting for average. They're doing really well. The pitching uh, has fallen off of a cliff in recent weeks, not even months, just weeks because of the injuries. You know, McClanahan is out. Shane Boz is out. Jeffrey Springs has been out pretty much the whole season. I think maybe, yeah, he is actually the whole. I don't think he's pitched because I picked him up in fantasy and then he got injured, something like that. So yeah, Springs is out. Um, Eflin is still in, I believe. Eflin and they've had they've had injury problems, so that's that's been, uh, that's been kind of detrimental to them. On so I mean they're still winning some games, but like 
they are not on that pace anymore. You know what I mean? Um, their bullpen has been okay. It's, you know, a little bit inconsistent, as most bullpens are. Pete Fairbanks has been decent. Um, Jason Adam as well, I think, has been pretty decent. I, I, it's just, they're not at that, again, they're not at that pace that they were. So, uh, we're likely not looking at the next uh, O2 Mariners or whatever it was, that 100 billion games, but... Uh, they're still atop the division, uh, hanging on. Uh, only oh, the Orioles are now are only two games back. The Boston, sorry, Bo- yeah, Boston Orioles, yeah, that'll be the day. Excuse me, the Baltimore Orioles are fifty four and thirty five. I gotta say, um, I've been to uh, the Sky Dome, obviously. I've been to Progressive Field back when it was the Indians. I haven't been in the Guardians era. I don't. Maybe it's not Progressive Field anymore, but the one in Cleveland. Um, I have been to Coors in Denver, and I've been to Camden. And Camden Yards is uh, easily the best. Yeah, the best baseball field. I, I would I would can I would consider Coors to be the second. That's why I kind of started like is because the thing about Coors Field is like the building itself is kind of you know. But then it's just the backdrop. I was there at sunset with the mountains in the back. And the team was better at that time. They still had Arenado. Trevor Story was healthy. They had a Cargo at that time. So there was, there was a decent Rockies team back then. I believe like 2017, 2018, something like that. I was there in Colorado. So it was it was, it was a good experience. I think they played the Diamondbacks when they were atrocious. It was... I know, I know at some point... In that era, there was a D-backs Rockies wild card game. I think it was before that. I think, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But either way, Coors Field is very nice. But Camden Yards is just beautiful. Um, the backdrop of the skyline of Baltimore and the and the, the building itself, and you know, even even like the fucking what do you call? It? I don't know. The concourses are very very nice. Um, it it's it's always a good time. I've been like I like th- I think I've been to three Orioles games, but yeah, I gotta say I love Camden Yards. The Orioles. Um. So last year, they started off not great, but they called up these guys. Ryan Mountcastle started doing Ryan Mountcastle things. Rutschman came up. Uh. They 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 sold at the deadline. They traded Jorge Lopez to, uh, Minnesota. I forget what they got in return. And so we thought at that point that this was kind of them taking a step back. And then this year would be the kind of let's see what we got year. This year is turning into they're they're buying some frontline starters at the deadline. You would think, right? They signed Kyle Gibson in free agency in the off season, and he's been Kyle Gibson. You know there was there were some Baltimore fans. I remember this. There were some Baltimore fans that were kind of confused about their off off season transactions, and who wouldn't be? Um, but they're you know the results have shown they're fifty four and thirty five. There are outpour out. Sorry, I can't talk sometimes. You know, sometimes it's like my mouth moves faster than my brain. But anyways, they are outperforming their expected win loss based on runs scored and uh, and things of that nature. I don't know exactly how they calculate that. I would guess uh, I would attribute that to their bullpen combo of uh, Cano and Batista. Listen, uh, Yiner Cano. He's nasty. He's been a revelation for the Orioles. My gosh, what a what a setup, man! Bautista is Bautista. Not much to say there. Um, 
he took over from Jorge Lopez last year after they traded him. And he's been one of the, just among the top tier of closers in the American League since. He's just, he is dominant. He is scary, right? That's a guy that you don't want to fuck with regardless. You know, that's, that's, that's a quality you want in a closer. You want him to either be big and imposing like that or just kind of get in your head like... He comes out with this fucking song and he just he just makes you feel like, ah, oh, that's it. The game's already over when you still have three outs to play with, right? Or guys who are fucking insane like Jordan Romano. But, you know, but think about think about guys like uh, like Rivera with Enter Sandman. He just comes jogging out with that fucking song. You got to be standing in the in the in the circle like, oh, fuck, it's over. Right. Or Trevor Hoffman. I'll say this about Trevor Hoffman. That, that was before most of his career was just completely before my time but he had the most badass uh like walkout closer walkout song i have ever heard hell's bells you could even just keep like let's play like 12 church bells um and that would be sick but but he had the whole song going on trevor hoffman uh i would say top three four closers all time Rivera, I would have to say, is number one. You you, you have to, right? Um, but yeah, the Orioles... Uh, <laughs> I'm so sidetracked. The Orioles are doing very well. I don't expect them to falter too much. I think they'll probably end up third in the division, but still well into a wild card spot, uh, either behind the Blue Jays or the Yankees. I don't see the Red Sox getting up that high at the second in the division. But we'll see. Uh, if they, they may hold on to it. They may not. Um, remains to be seen. Uh, so we'll move on to my Toronto Blue Jays, fifty and forty-one, uh, which is a five forty-one winning percentage, and we are seven games back of Tampa. Currently in possession, sole possession of the second wild card spot because we do have the tiebreaker in the season series over the Houston Astros, who are tied with us in just like record. Um, this team has played far worse than the record would suggest. And that may seem like a damning statement and maybe uh, a little kind of like hyperbole, but um, you got to consider that there's a lot of there's a lot of fans out there that would say that um, this is a disappointment. And I would agree. 50 and 41 is not anywhere close to where I thought we would be in the All-Star break. Think about how last year went and where this is better than we were at this point. Uh, last year, but I thought that they improved drastically, drastically over the off season. And there's a lot of people that didn't that didn't share that opinion. I thought that the outfield defense definitely needed to change. Maybe you keep one of Teo and Gurriel, but they shipped them both off. They got Adam Mako and Eric Swanson for Teo. Teo's underperformed in Seattle, but he's been okay. He's starting to hit for a little bit more of an average now. The power is. The power, you know, he's a slugger, he's tail, and I miss having like watching him, you know, just kind of fuck around. He's a fun guy, um, but the defense was not there, and at some point, it cost us runs. You can't do that. You just, you just can't do that. Eric Swanson has been great as a setup man. I can see in in recent weeks he's a little gassed. I wouldn't hold it against him because, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to the bullpen. We'll talk about the bullpen. Um, they got rid of Guriel. And this is the most controversial trade, uh, and it's something that I I just don't really know how to feel about yet. They got they shipped them off with their uh, top prospect, top catching prospect, 
Gabriel Moreno, and they got Dalton Varsho in return. Now, Varsho has been uh, pretty atrocious at the plate. He's flashed some power. I believe he has 12 homers. Um, but he can't catch up to the high inside fastball. He falters on some garbage pitches down and in sometimes. And uh, he, he hasn't shown, even in his career, in his major league career, that is, uh, the ability to hit for that good average. That's, that's you, you need to see from him. You need to see on bait. Listen, if you want to hit two, 235, 240 with 32 homers and a bunch of walks and like a good on base percentage, you go ahead and do that. But like Billy Bean, or I should say, like uh, Brad Pitt likes to say, you need to get on base. I care about an on-base percentage. This is what you need to do to be to contribute to your team. At the very least, you need to get on-base at a good clip. If you're going to do that by getting a lot of hits at a good rate, if you're going to do that by walking, if you're going to do that by a decent combination of both, do it. Power is power. Getting on-base is getting on-base. Would I like to see both from Varsha? Of course, because that's what was advertised. He's a great base runner. He's a great fielder. But I need to see more from him at the plate. He the fact that he was hitting cleanup for like months on end, they finally moved him down. He's been bad at the plate. He's been bad at the plate, and we need to see some improvements. I'm not ready to call the the, the trade a wash or a loss, but um, I need to see more. Moreno is not having the rookie season that everyone thought he would. Uh, he started hitting off for a really nice average, and then he's kind of faltered in that in that department in recent weeks and months. Uh, the power, the pop has not been there. I'm sure it'll come around in, uh, at a certain point. He's not bad enough to take off the roster. He's the best catcher they have in the system over there in Arizona. Uh, he's been fantastic among the top in the league at throwing out runners. That's good. That's something you need. Controlling the running game is really important. The Jays have struggled with that. Okay. Uh, Romano is not great at holding runners. Gosman is not great at holding runners. Barrios is decent. Um, Bassett is not great at holding runners. Simber is pretty trash at holding runners, and Simber is injured right now. Um, this is something that we need to improve on as a team, but really the, the, the issue has lied with the inconsistent offense. Last year we saw a lot of the hitting is hot, they're hitting a bunch of fucking dongs, and then uh, pitching is bad, and then it flip-flops the next week. The pitching has been good. It's been good. I've been pleasantly surprised by Yusei In fact, I've been very, very, very pleasantly surprised by Yusei Kikuchi. I think what he's doing right now is great because I expected far less, and I would have been okay with it. Right. So to see him challenge his ERA under four all the time, I, I love to see that and I'm happy for him because he seems like a really he seems like a genuine guy and he deserves uh, his flowers and his success so I'm that's that's one of the bright spots uh, so far I'm happy to see that Gossman has been absolutely light so I mean Jesus Christ this guy is pushing for a Cy Young at this point God that splitter and the fa- when the fastball is on when he has that velocity he is just damn near untouchable and the the low fastball it tunnels very nicely with the splitter. The high fastball you gotta honor it. You gotta it keeps you on your toes as a hitter. The slider is an okay tertiary pitch. Uh, I've loved what I've seen from Gosman. The numbers are there. The stats are there. It's just what you want to see. The eye test is there. He's an all star. Chose uh, not to go to the game, but he's been fantastic. 
there's really no complaints with Gosman. Uh, I do believe they should when if if or when Ryu comes back, they should switch to a six man rotation because Bassett and Gosman are getting up there in innings pitched. But um, yeah, Gosman has been great. Bassett has been an interesting pickup. Um, he's been he's flashed amazing, and he's flashed horrible. He's kind of having a Barrios 2022 season, but to a lesser, much lesser extent. Uh, Bassett has still been serviceable, easily serviceable, easily a number two starting pitcher on a worse team. Um, he's our number three, I would say. Uh, but you got to realize that um, this is who they sent. He's never been a guy that's going to go out there and get you a 224 ERA like uh, Manoa did last year. That's not him. He hasn't shown that ability in his major league career, but he can eat innings. He can pitch to a reasonable ERA. Um, he's not going to win a Cy Young. He has decent strikeout numbers, decent K rate. Um, he does walk guys sometimes. Sometimes in some start this year, it's been an issue just because he has so many pitches. Uh, he gets off balance sometimes, but uh, he's been overall good. You could say overall good. Barrios has been much better. I don't have much to say because, um, you know, kind of similar to Gosman, but just with like he he has had a couple more stinkers essentially but when he's on he's on you know he took out no hitter into the seventh like against the rangers you know um i gotta kind of move this along because i have like 26 other teams to talk about 27 but yeah um inconsistent is the name of the game for the blue jays uh, behind the Blue Jays, 49 and 42, 538 win percentage is the New York Yankees. You love to see it. You just love to see it. They're going crazy over there. They just fired their hitting coach. So yeah, like, and I and I saw someone like not sarcastically, genuinely comment, "Oh yeah, our hitting problems are done now." I don't even think it was a fucking Yankees fan. I think it was like a Red Sox fan. Look, you can tell the hitters whatever the fuck you want. If they don't, if they <laughs> they don't produce, they don't produce. Sometimes you can chalk it up to approach, but that's all a hitting coach can control is approach is is the mental game. You still got to go out there and do it. So to to use the hitting coach or the pitching coach or the manager as like a scapegoat. Look, if they're bad at their job, that's one thing. But is that something you can purely gauge from stats of the pitchers that he can't control? He can push them in the right direction. He can't he can't go up there and pitch for them himself. Is, is, is that a good assessment of, of of what we can blame someone for? I don't think so. I don't think we should do that, but you got to appease the fans sometimes. So, unfortunately, the hitting coach uh, has to go. Could he have been bad at his job? Absolutely. It's a possibility, but can you really know that for sure without being a part of the organization yourself? No. So, let's not jump to conclusions there. Uh, without judge, they're kind of lost at sea i would say um the offense without him is not great stanton is not although he he still is obviously his elite power um average is not there he's not he's not really producing the way they want him to donaldson is pretty washed at this point he has like 15 hits and 10 of them are homers like so he's selling out for the last of his power in his career basically he's like pushing 40 i think he's like 35 36 uh, the Yankees are not in a good spot going forward. I would say this year and next year are their last years of contention with this core. They're going to have to retool. Montas is probably going to come off the roster, I would say. Uh, unless he, like, 
I think I think he's a free agent at the end of 2024, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to check after I finish recording this. The Red Sox, 48 and 43. So the Yankees fans, uh, they're, they're basically ready to uh, call it a wash and rebuild. Uh, Red Sox fans are, after last year, the misery of last year, which, understandable, <laughs> you know, if Rymel fucking Tapia hit it inside the park grand slam over Jaron Duran's head, uh, I'd be mad too. I'd be mad too. But So this year they are a little more optimistic. Uh, rightfully so, you know, they're over 500. They would be, like, comfortably winning the AL Central, right? The Verdugo's been good. He's been better, way better. Yoshida, so I was on the fence about Yoshida. Because I uh, watched him play a little bit, just a bit. I've seen highlights and stuff in the NPB. Um, the power is there. He has a hit tool, but I was concerned about the defense. He's been fine. He's been good. Um, is he someone you can you can you can rely on for Mike Trout s carrying Otani s carrying? No, but he's been really good. He's been a good pickup. Um, yeah, uh, Brian Bayo has been better. The pitching overall has been. Like slightly better than last year, uh, Kluber was horrible, and I think they DFA'd him. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that sucks. Um, sorry, Corey Kluber. Uh, we can move on to the AL Central. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians are forty-five and forty-five. So, so one, something that's interesting about the Guardians is pitching for the last couple of years has never been the issue. They they have you know people they can call up and they have they. There's people they have called up and have filled in wonderfully. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, as usual, it has been good. He came... I, I mean, there's been a couple road bumps, which is to be expected. He came off the IL, I want to say, about a month ago. Uh, it's not gone perfect, but it, he's important to have back in that rotation. Uh, Shane Bieber, he started off cold. He's been better now. Obviously, still has a lot of value if they would choose to flip him at some point. We'll see. That's been that's been in conversations, but the pitching is not really the issue here. They can't score runs. Back when Fran Mel Reyes was, uh, you know, hitting billions of homers, it wasn't necessarily an issue. But these days, you know, Stephen Kwan isn't hitting like he was last year. Uh, Miles Straw, uh, Rosar is is it Rosario? Is that his name? Their their second baseman, their shortstop. It's I think it's Rosario. If it's not Rosario, it's something similar. Um, he's not been as good as he was last year, and the offense has just generally not been there, but they are probably going to win the division, I'd say. Uh, the other team that has a possibility of doing so is the Twins, who are 45 and 46. Now, they have a similar problem. Their pitching is actually, you know, among the best in the league in terms of you just look at rotation-wide numbers, but again, they can't, they just can't hit for shit. Miguel Sano isn't isn't doing Miguel Sano things anymore. He's not even on the team anymore. You know what I mean? Buxton has not been great. I don't think he's even playing the field right now. And if he is, it's sparsely. Carlos Correa has been like shit. He's hitting like two twenty. You know, you you just you just you, you gotta feel for Twins fans. Uh, another team that has a underperforming shortstop who's also hitting around two twenty. Javier Baez and the Detroit Tigers, 39 and 50. That's a 438 winning percentage. Not that anyone gives a fuck. Um, I gotta say that if, like, billion year old Miguel Cabrera is, like, your third or fourth best hitter, um, yeah, not much else I can say. 
But Tariq Skubal is going to be good. We just got fucking no hit by Matt Manning the other day, like two days ago. So I can't talk too much shit about the Tigers. We did win the series. Um, I like what I've seen from Skubal. He just came off injury, but hopefully he can have a, a, a good season. A good remainder of the season, that is. Um, I'd like... There was one There was one reliever I didn't know about before that I did like. I, I forget his name. Uh, that's, again, something I'll review for next time. Uh, the White Sox, Birdo's White Sox, 38 and 54. Uh, listen, listen, this is one of the sadder cases in, in MLB today. You look at what they, how they broke out in 2020, 2021, they won the division, 93 games, I believe. And then you look at what happened last year, and it's disappointing to no end. And then this year, I mean, fuck, the Tigers are, are, be, are beating them, right? It's it's dangerous. It's it's an it's intense, as 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 people would say. This is just intense losing. Um, you know, look, T A isn't what he once was. Apparently, Luis Robert just hit a bunch of bombs in the home run derby, so he's having a decent season. Abreu is gone. You know, Jake Berger is like okay, I guess. Dylan Cease has been great. Um, a little bit less dominant as he was last year. Which is fair, which is fair, but he's he's still a, a you know top quality MLB pitcher. The stuff is obviously still there, even if the results haven't been uh, like amazing to this point. Uh, it's just it's really disappointing, and you gotta on this uh, current ten year rebuild, you gotta call it quits at this point. I think you needed to win while Abreu was good and there. Like twenty twenty one probably would have been the year. Um, so that's really disappointing for Chicago fans. Uh, the Royals, the only team that they uh, actually are better than in the AL Central, the Kansas City Royals are twenty six and sixty five. One of the worst teams in the MLB, actually, just like one or two games better than, or one and a half games better than uh, the Oakland Athletics, which is uh, scary. <laughs> Listen, I liked what I saw from the Royals last year. I did. I I thought. I mean, they weren't winning a ton, but I thought. The prospects were decent. You know, they called up like a fuck ton of them. I think there was a point where they had like the majority of the starting roster was like rookies or second, third year guys. We took Whitmerfield from them, which I'm glad we did now. Uh, I was kind of high on Max Castillo because I liked his K rate and his, and albeit small sample size. I liked, I liked his stuff, but uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be that top end talent. Uh, I think they they gave they, we gave him Samad Taylor as well, who's not going to be either. It doesn't look like at this point he hasn't really figured out major league pitching. Whit Merrifield has. He's hitting two eighties, stealing a bunch of fucking bases. Been great. He's been a menace on the base pass as he's been his whole career. He's a fucking all star. He's in L A right now. I'm sure enjoying the festivities. Uh, I'm sorry, Royals. We are known for pilfering, uh, pilfering infielders from Oakland. <laughs> And uh, we did that too, so sorry. Again, not that I have too much to brag about as a Blue Jays fan right now. It's uh, not going amazing, but at least we are in a much better position than the Royals. Salvi Perez is declining, um, but he is... The power numbers are okay still. They're okay. Like, for his age, for the fact that he's been crouching for about 15 years or whatever it's been, he's he's still Salvi. Albeit not Salvi of 2015, but he is Salvi. AL West, we're going to move on. The Rangers. The Rangers. Yes. 
huge revelation in the AL West. The Rangers are 52 and 39 without Jacob DeGrom. I liked the DeGrom signing. I thought that it had a chance to work out for them. It didn't. Um, the consolation prize is that they are hanging on to the division. And the Astros are knocking on the door, but the Rangers are still there. I obligatorily, I don't know if that's a word, but I am going to roll with it anyways. Fuck you. Um, I don't love them as an organization just because of kind of the antics of 2015, 16, 17. But um, listen, I can't hate them as much because Odor doesn't play there anymore. I believe he's on the Padres. Uh, but yeah, so the Rangers have been a lot better. The pitching is good. John Gray is good. Martin Perez has been okay. Um, I think I believe Eovaldi is there now. He's doing well. I think... Andrew Heaney, yeah, I know Andrew Heaney is there. Um, they've really plugged a lot of holes in, in the offseason that I honestly didn't think it would happen, but uh, they're doing a lot better, okay? The Astros, 50-41, not been amazing from the Astros. They're kind of figuring it out now. They're six for the last four, but to start the season, they weren't great. I think they fell as low as like fourth in the division at one point, which... In, like, I guess 20 games doesn't matter that much, but Astros are not as scary as they were. Jordan is still Jordan, you know, but they're pitching. They're, I mean, they're injured to hell and back. Arkady is out. Luis Garcia is out. Um, it's just it's just not been optimal for, for Astros, but I'm sure they'll, they'll sneak into a wild card, wild card spot for sure. And then in the playoffs... They're dangerous, right? I don't. Uh, I don't think Bregman has been as good. Altuve just came off injury and he got injured again, and he's just back, like, like as of now, I think something like that. Um, there's room for improvement. I'm sure there'll be buyers at the deadline. We'll see what they do. The Mariners, one of the more disappointing stories of 2023. Seattle Mariners of 45 and 44, reminiscent of the Seattle Pilots. Um, I'm sure the Pilots were much, much, much worse. Like. By a significant margin. But the Mariners are doing a lot of losing. They are 7-3 coming into the break. So that's cool. One of the main reasons why is uh, Julio Rodriguez is really just not what he was last year. Sophomore slump. It happens. Can't fault the man. Um, he's been he's not been bad. He's still um, obviously a major league talent. He was just great. He just popped off in the in the home run derby. But um, yeah, he's not been he's not been what he was last year. He's not been that rookie of the year form, you know. Uh, Teo has not been what as advertised for Mariners fans. Colton Wong has been fucking atrocious. Um, Ty France was not what he was last year. He's coming around now, but he's he's not putting up those power numbers like he was. Um, I'm sure by the end of the season, Ty France will have, you know. We'll, we'll see better numbers from him. But as of now, and, you know, as, like, leading up to this point, uh, not been as scary of a guy to pitch to. Luis Castillo has still been fantastic. Robbie Ray is still injured. I mean, shit, man. Things have not gone well for the Mariners in general. But we'll move on to the Angels, another team that things have not gone swimmingly for. They're one for their last nine, 45 and 46, fourth in the AL West. Otani isn't going to resign. Otani will not resign. And, uh... I just, I can't see him in another uniform, though. That's that's the weird thing. So I'm not an Angels fan by any means. I don't feel sad that he's going to leave. He he will leave. Um, I don't know where he's going to go. I think San Francisco, maybe. Padres, probably not, unless they turn it around, like, and they end up in a wild card, which this year, which uh, I don't believe will happen, but we'll see. 
in terms of East Coast teams, it would probably be the Yankees, which just makes me want to crawl into a hole and die. I really hope that's not the case. The Cubs, I could maybe see that. I don't know. We'll see. It would. You would think it would be a big have to be a big market. We'll see. I don't see a Carlos Correa to the Twins type thing going on, or uh, Goudreau to the to Columbus. I don't think uh, that type of thing will uh, transpire here, but we'll see. Uh, Mike Trout is injured right now. This has been the first year where I can say that Mike Trout hasn't been in the top echelon of American League hitters. He's been good, but he hasn't been amazing. Um, but I gotta say that. Otani would have to do something just, just out of a, out of MLB The Show twenty two, for me to say that Mike Trout is not the greatest hitter I've seen in my lifetime, with my own eyes. Look, Otani is great, and but pitching aside, the fact that he does both is one thing, and that that makes him amazing, and that makes him a unicorn. Yes, but. At the same time, I'm tired of people dick riding in him, and I'm a little tired of hearing about him leading the league in home runs. It's getting a little tiresome. But that being said, he would have to hit 70 for for me to take anything away from Mike Trout because Mike Trout, over his career, I've been a fan since he, since I can remember even watching baseball. Um, he's been just unreal. If he retired today, he would be in the Hall of Fame. Um, so I, I I think Mike Trout still has it in him. He has a couple more pushes. Maybe get that Angels team over the hump and into the playoffs. Maybe. with You just need a little more pitching, a little more hitting, and they could be there, but they're not, and it's frustrating, and I get it. And Otani leaving won't make that better, but he will leave. He will leave. Unless they, you know, offer him a billion dollars, which will not happen. Um, you know, Artie Moreno, he, he would give a billion dollars to uh, a 49-year-old Gerald Saltalamaki, I'm sure. Or a Denard Spann, wherever he is. Uh, Dave Steve, anyone? But, you know, not to Ota, not to someone who deserves it, right? To a, Oh, to an aging and drug-problemed uh, Josh Hamilton, sure. But that's a story for another time. Maybe a YouTube video. Um, Oakland Athletics at 25-67. and 67, The worst team in the league. This is a tragic story right here. If you think the White Sox were bad, the Athletics are, how do I put this, um, deadly. You can't watch that shit. It's just rancid. But there's a silver lining. They do have some interesting pieces. Esturi Ruiz is still leading the league in steals, I believe. Um, I liked what I've seen from Brent Rooker. Um, I think he's kind of figured it out. Will he be able to maintain this for 10 years? Absolutely not. But he's been good this year. He's regressed a little bit, but he's an all-star. So there's that, even though they have to have someone. J.P. Sears is not great, but he could be like a number five starter on a uh, on like a Tigers type, type shit. You know what I mean? Like he's not... He, he, he's major league talent. Maybe he's uh, he's not. Yeah, you can't say you can't say he's had a good season, but he's not like horrible, horrible. Um, so they have some interesting pieces, but the real tragedy is that you know they they the, this front office has shown the ability to build a good core. Um, before the fire sale, you may want to turn your attention to twenty seventeen through twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Um, where the athletics were pretty fucking good. They won the division a couple times. Um, 
I think I believe in 2020 they won the division even as recent as 20 like that was three years ago so this front office that it's unlike the White Sox they have shown the ability to put talent on the field and for that talent to get results the tragic thing is that the ownership aka John Fisher um, is moving the team to Las Vegas it looks like is it a strong arm tactic to get tax dollars out of uh out of the county or out of the municipality or whatever it is for the Howard Terminal Stadium. It's possible. It's not the first time something like that would have happened. Um, am I a little surprised that people aren't saying that and coming out and, say, and saying, you know, this could just be bullshit, even though, they, yeah, they, they've signed some notices and some uh, uh, approvals and agreements, but there's no shuffles in the fucking ground, you know what I mean? They haven't even secured full funding yet. So... To, to me, people say they're they're ready to, to to start naming this new Las Vegas team. To me, I'm thinking, look, uh, put some shovels in the ground, then we can finalize this and saying, yeah, they're moving. Until then, I'm not ready to rule out that 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 dickhead cowardly tactic of I'm gonna move the team if you don't uh, give me these tax dollars. So, fuck you, John Fisher. I can't say it enough. Um, the front office is not necessarily the issue here. Not at all, because they have shown that ability in the past um, to to put a winner on the, on, on the field. And the fans have shown the ability in the past to support a winning team. The only, per, the only entity to blame here, the only, you can't blame the managers, you can't blame, you can't blame Bob Melvin for fucking off to San Diego, you can't blame the players, there, there's no blame to be passed to Tony Kemp. Or, you know, any of these guys who've been around a little while. Um, you, you can't search through the retirement bin and blame Coco Crisp or Chris Davis with a K. You can't blame Billy Bean. You can't blame Farhan Zaidi for going to San Francisco. The sole blame here. You, you can't blame the fans. Let's not even go there. Let's not even, let's not even make that, that notion. That the fans don't show up. Oakland doesn't have fans. Let's not even joke about that. You can make those jokes with Tampa because no one is seriously threatening to move the team to Las Vegas. But you can you can certainly not even joke about that with Oakland. I I am at least I won't because you know there's real repercussions of what's happening right now, and you can't blame the fans. The only person to blame for this shit show of a situation is the ownership themselves. And that's all I have to say about the athletics. It's a sad case. I like Asturi Ruiz. I like Brent Rooker. And I'm sorry, Oakland fans. If the move ends up happening, um, that really stings. And I don't think a lot of people in Las Vegas would feel good about it. I'm sure there's some that wouldn't know or some that wouldn't really care. But I know for a fact because I've seen it. I've, I've heard from these people that they don't really want this team under duress. Not because they're bad, because again, they can be good. Any team can be good under if you make the right moves. It's not that. It's just that the circumstance is just not really in good faith. And and you know, as a fan, even as like, if you were to bring in a new manager or whatever it is, or new pl- or not new players, but a new front office, like how could you, like, is this in good faith? Like like how could you feel good about this, right? So that's really con- that's what's really concerning about the whole situation. So, um, Oakland, sorry man, fuck, it's got to sting. I know, but um, I ho- I hope I hope it doesn't happen. But at the end of the day, I don't ho- I-, I hope they don't have to shell out 
billions in tax money. So it is it is what it is at this point. So we'll see we'll see what happens. It's really late. I've been talking for forty minutes and um, I still have the whole national league to do. So we're gonna do that tomorrow morning, hopefully. Thank you for listening to this uh, American League All Star update of the MLB, and uh, I'll see you very soon. Thank you.